Behold, God is my helper, and the Lord is the one who lifts up my soul. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear friends, you will understand that I shall address the homily today to our oblate novice brother Samuel, who is here with his son Matush from Czech Republic, to make his oblation, thus becoming a member of our monastic family. My dear son Samuel, two shining figures emerge from the sacred liturgy today. We spoke of them yesterday. Each of them presented to you by the liturgical providence of God portrays in a unique way the grace that marks your life as an oblate of this monastery. You began your itinerary as an oblate novice over a year ago in the company of the boy Samuel. You discovered a wonderful correspondence between the opening words of the prologue of the Holy Rule, Obsculta, O Fili, hearken, O my son, and those of the boy Samuel in the temple at Shiloh, Loquere Domine, quia audit servus tuus speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And today you discover in the prophet Elias, a man who holds himself in readiness before the living God, a man set ablaze with a holy zeal, a man sustained in his journey to the mountain of God by a mysterious food and drink, a man assumed into heaven in a chariot of fire. In all of these episodes of the life of the prophet Elias, you will find a certain correspondence with your own life as an oblate. The introit of today's Mass gives us the prayer of the prophet Elias with the triumphant accents, I want to say, of its fifth-mode melody. It's a very um, solid melody. It's a declaration, a proclamation, a confession. 
Ece, Deus adjuvat me, et Dominus susceptores anime me. Behold, God is my helper. And the Lord is the upholder of my soul. Or, behold, God is helping me, and the Lord takes my soul unto himself. Now, the word of the intro at Dominus susceptor est anime me corresponds to the word that you, dear son, will say in a few moments standing before the altar. Sushipe me, Domine. Dominus susceptor est anime me. Sushipe me, Domine. Take thou me unto thyself, O Lord. And the collect today contains a phrase which gives all of us assurance and comfort. The last phrase of the collect is this, that thou mayest grant the desire of those that ask, make them to ask such things as shall please thee. This has a distinctively Benedictine resonance to it. So often as you, so often as we, dear sons, lay aside our own desires, which more often than not are very measured and small and calculated and pinched, so long as we lay aside our own desires and prayers and petitions to enter into the immensity of the liturgy, we are in effect asking such things as shall please God to grant us. The Apostle puts it this way, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness, our infirmity, when we do not know what prayer to offer. We hardly know where to begin. When we do not know how to pray as we ought, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans beyond all utterance. Now, the sacred liturgy is the articulation in the church of these groans beyond all utterance by which the Holy Ghost intercedes for us. And the Apostle goes on to say, And God, who can read our hearts, knows well what the Spirit's intent is. 
The idea here being that the Holy Ghost is making intercession for us from the deepest part of ourselves. For indeed, it is according to the mind of God that he makes intercession for the saints. That thou mayest grant the desire of those that seek, that pray, that ask, make them to ask such things as shall please thee. The petition of the collect is fulfilled for us in the sacred liturgy of the church. Pray in this way. Put aside your own little prayers and allow yourself to be filled full with those groans beyond all utterance that find perfect articulation in the prayer of the church. Pray in this way, and you will be certain always of the help of God, the God who lifts you even unto himself as a father lifts his little son to press his head against his cheek. Sushipe me, lift me up, take thou me to thyself, Press me against thy heart, O Lord. Pray in this way, and your family's home shall be a house of prayer, a place from which Jesus, fulfilling the zeal of the prophet Elias, has expelled all that is inimical to adoration in spirit and in truth. The place, think of the Collect of Compline, the place visited by God and protected by his holy angels, a place made fragrant by the outpouring of love and by the ceaseless Prayer of the heart. This, of course, brings me to the second shining figure who emerges from the sacred liturgy today. Today is not only the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, it is also the feast of St. Mary Magdalene. St. Mary Magdalene the Apostle to the Apostles speaks to us of the love surpassing every other love that purified her heart and filled her with a divine fire. St. Mary Magdalene is a woman of fire. And what does the Church have her say in the Epistle of her mass. Love, she says, is a fire no waters avail to quench, no floods to drown, for love 
A man will give up all that he has in the world and think nothing of his loss. Therein lies the secret motivation behind every monastic vocation. For love, a man will give up all that he has in the world and think nothing of his loss. Does not the Apostle say, I count all things as loss as so much rubbish compared to the love of Jesus Christ? What is this incendiary love? It is, according to our Father Saint Benedict, the love of Christ, to which we are to prefer nothing else. Nikil amori Christi preponere, to prefer nothing to the love of Christ. And so, your oblation, dear son, is quite simply this, an act of love. It is a profession of faith in the love of Christ for you, in the love by which Christ loved you first. It is an expression of your heart's love for him and a participation by a new title in the Holocaust of love. It is the sacrifice of the cross, renewed in all its power, albeit in an unbloody manner, on the humble altar, this your own monastery. I cannot begin to describe the effects of a soul's participation in the holocaust of love that is the holy sacrifice of the Mass. St. Benedict points us to it in chapter 59 of the Holy Rule concerning the reception of oblates. When he sets forth in a masterful way with a refined sense of symbol and mystery. When he sets forth the Eucharistic rite by which a child, in the case of chapter 59, a child of the age of Matush, in fact, is made over to God. What does St. Benedict say? Together with the oblation, oblation meaning the bread and wine set apart on the altar to become the body and blood of Christ, together with the oblation, let them, meaning the abbot, acting together with the father and mother of the little child to be offered, let them wrap that promise. The promise was a document, a kind of chart. You have your chart today. Let them wrap that promise and, this is the most beautiful detail, I find it so touching, and the hand of the child 
in the altar cloth, in the corporal, the corporal in St. Benedict's day would have been uh, a large piece of linen, uh, sufficiently large for the child's little hand to be wrapped in it. Is that not the most beautiful expression of what really happens in the oblation? Wrap that promise in the hand of the child in the altar cloth and so offer him up. In just a few moments, the chart of your oblation will be effectively wrapped in the linens of the altar, placed between the altar cloth and the corporal upon which rest the bread and the chalice containing wine mixed with water that will become the body and blood of Christ. And so, you yourself will be identified with the oblations of bread and wine and with them offered, I prefer the stronger expression, made over to God, set apart for God alone. With the Immaculate Mother of God, Queen of the Prophets, Mother of Fair Love, Our Lady of the Senegal, with Samuel and Elias, with St. Mary Magdalene, the Herald of Divine Love, with our Father St. Benedict, choose the love of Christ, choose the love of Christ above all else, Prefer it to every love, and make yourself over to love. You will not, I promise you, you will not be disappointed in your hope. salutary teachings of our Holy Father Benedict according as your state in life permits and are resolved to persevere in your holy resolution, you may now make your oblation. If not, then you may still freely depart. Do you renounce the vanities and pomps of the world? I do. 
Will you undertake the reformation of your life according to the spirit of the rule of our Holy Father Benedict and observe the statutes of the office? Thanks be to God, since he has given you this good will and you trust in his help, you may now make your provision. Jméno Otce, Syna, Ducha Svatého. Amen. I, Andrej Kuterne, in religion, Brother Samuel, humbly prostrate before my adorable Savior, Jesus Christ, whom I believe to be really present in the Divine Eucharist, offer myself to Almighty God, to the Blessed Virgin Mary, and to our Holy Father Benedict, for the monastery of Our Lady of the Cenacle at Silver Tree, according to the spirit of the rule, of the same glorious Father, St. Benedict, and to foster with all diligence the adoration of the Most Holy Sacrament of the Order. At the same time, I entrust myself with filial confidence to the Blessed Virgin Mary, Sovereign Lady and Abbess of this monastery, placing myself under her royal protection and consecrating myself to her immaculate and maternal heart. In the Oratory of Silverstream Priory on this 22nd day of July, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost, and Feast of St. Mary Magdalene in the year of our Lord, 2018. Receive me, O Lord, according to thy word, and I shall live, and let me not be disappointed in my hope. And I, as God's representative, accept your oblation and admit you into union with our monastery as an oblate and adopted son of our Holy Father Benedict, and give you the privilege of sharing in our spiritual goods and promise you eternal life if you persevere in your holy resolution. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. And lead us not into temptation, but let us save thy servant from all the living God. Be unto him, O Lord, a tower of strength against the enemy. Let not the enemy prevail against him, nor the sanity draw nigh to hurt him. Send him help, O Lord, from thy holy place. 
O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Attend, O most sweet Lord and God, to our prayers, that this thy servant, whom we are receiving into union with our monastic family, may be strengthened with unfailing firmness and confirmed by thy grace, so that with the ear of his heart open to thy word, and preferring nothing to the love of Christ, he may at length become a pleasing oblation in the sight of thy majesty. O Lord Jesus Christ, who revealest the exceeding great love of thy heart in the most holy sacrament of the altar, look graciously upon this thy servant, who in union with our monastic family desireth to take his place in adoration and in reparation before thy Eucharistic face, and this for the sanctification of all thy priests. According to the multitude of thy mercies, unite him to thyself, who art at every moment the pure victim, the holy victim, the spotless victim, by whose presence in the tabernacles of thy church the immolation of thy body and blood is wondrously signified until the closing of the age, for the glory of the Father and for the sustenance of thy bride, the church. O God, who didst inspire our blessed Father and Lawgiver Benedict to withdraw from the turmoil of the world and to seek thee alone in watching, in ceaseless prayer and in spiritual combat, grant we beseech thee to this thy servant, who placeth himself today under the gentle yoke of his rule, perseverance until death, and the grace never to despair of thy mercy. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Amen.